Hello and welcome to the Minnesota Family Law Podcast, the podcast by, with, for, and about family law professionals. My name is Tom Tuft and I'm a family law attorney and ADR provider at the law firm of Tuft, Locke, Jerebic, and O'Connell. My guest today has a varied background. She has worked in the Minnesota Department of Human Services, developing child support policy. She has worked in private practice with a litigation-oriented practice model, and she currently does essentially all forms of ADR and family law. I am pleased to have a chance to speak with Dana McKenzie of Cheney Hatcher and McKenzie. Dana, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time out to join me for my podcast. Absolutely my pleasure, Tom. Absolutely my pleasure. It's good to talk to anyone these days. Um, Not just you, but just I feel we're all so locked up. We don't get as much interaction as we need to be happy and healthy. Yeah, and what is interacting is doing our work often, which is a little more intense than friendly sometimes. So I'm I'm with you. It is, but even when we do our work with all our colleagues, we often get those little social moments kind of off to the side as we're talking about the case. We kind of check in with each other and mm-hmm. see how we're doing and have those fun times and those fun conversations that make our profession kind of as special as it is. So speaking of our colleagues, um, you're pretty tapped in. I mean, you're kind of a hub of information for our colleagues. And so just curious about what your observations are about how our colleagues are doing through this. Well, you know, I think we were all terrified. I mean, absolutely panicked around the end of March as the world was shutting down and we didn't know if we would have any business and what it would look like and a recession was hitting and I think people were, and people were buying up toilet paper and hand, couldn't get hand sanitizer. So I think people started out very, very, very scared. Yep. Um, over the month of April and into May, it seems like we have learned that we can work in a way that, um, man, I sure couldn't have anticipated even in January. We've all learned to work on Zoom and other online platforms and that we actually can do good and effective work in a very, just a very different way than I ever would have thought. Yeah. Um, I hadn't heard of zoom in March or until March. And then all of a sudden I had neither. It's, it's a must have. (laughs) It has saved my practice. And I think the practice of pretty much everybody I know. So I'm so grateful it's there. And I also can't wait to get away from it, to be (laughs) honest. Yeah. I Um, wouldn't mind, you know, here and there, um, doing them or what as appropriate, you know, w- you know, down the road. Um, but, uh, yeah, that being the daily everyday zoom meetings is not, not ideal. I am exhausted at looking at a screen for eight or nine hours a day. Yep. And that's all we're doing is staring at screens and trying to be engaged and connecting with parties and other attorneys and trying to help solve these huge problems I mean, these huge problems that are hard to solve in the real world, and now we're trying to do it with five people and or six people in five or six different locations, and their dogs and their cats, and their occasionally their little kid will come in or their spouse. Um, I have one judge friend of mine who they call their uh, practice, right, their home right now, the business park, because they have three adult kids. Um, mom is a judge, and dad owns his own company, all trying to work under one roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I have two and two, so uh, all trying to either finish school or or work. And uh, 
yeah, it's the internet consumption. It's the um, the trail of mis- dirty dishes and you know, all of the all the things that you thought uh, as as an empty nester for six months almost. <laughs> I thought were uh, behind us, but good times, good times. Yes, all all back. So. Um, I think some of our colleagues are really beginning to be fatigued. It is hard to try to run your practice well, especially the ones with kids at home, school-age kids or little kids, trying to both run your practice and be the homeroom teacher and the social studies teacher and the dog walker and the diaper changer all at once. I think some of our our colleagues are going to be so grateful when the world reopens in a safe way and you know, they can get back to their offices. I think we're all going to treasure our offices more than we ever thought we would. Yeah, you know, that separation, although, you know, I do some things at home. Um, but Same, yeah. That's that, you know, being in the office, focusing for the day and then coming home and, you know, just it's different, much you know, lower stress, just kind of take it easy and it's uh yeah that that boundary is is certainly gone at at present it's really nice to have a door to close at the end of the day when i i practiced out of my guest bedroom for about six weeks <laughs> and i made a very conscious i did a couple things number one you know although i'm not dressing you know at least from the waist down i'm not dressing up as much as i normally would um i'm in tennis shoes and leggings most of the time because only people only see me from about you know the waist up at yep. the, I always put on shoes every day because, you know, I don't go barefoot to my office. <laughs> I put on makeup every day and I um, physically closed the door and commuted back to my quote unquote home at the end of the day by taking my coffee cup and my water bottle out of the office. It was a weird little thing, but I had to create that separation. No, I, I get it. Um, you know, I, I think one thing, you know, the the focus and the pace is a little bit slower than at the office and you know you have people saying okay can you review this and things get processed and get out and now they're just okay i'll check in with you at the end of the day or or tomorrow and um there's not the the pressure to get to crank things out uh in in a way with a right now which is probably bad because yeah you know, it's you all move. gonna come it's gonna be yep. a tsunami later of trials yep. and pre-trials yep. and Whatever else we have. I found that I really missed having, you know, a good office set up because I don't have a home office. I'll work at home sometimes. So I don't really have an office. So using the guest bedroom, the double bed as my filing cabinet was not real conducive for work or having, you know, all the all the good stapler and the good hole puncher and just all the crap we have at the office, <laughs> the good copier and printer. I will say I have a much better view at home and um, my I have three screen a three screen setup. Which I I collected apparently junk, and my wife would get mad at me. But I suddenly could create a three screen setup in my my home office, and, and so you look like NASA pretty yeah. much in there. Yeah. So, um, but other than that, yeah, it's, it's it's being you know having the you're right the copier and the oh I the missed s- my commercial copier <laughs> the the staff yeah I printed things off on my little printer today and it was a 15 page um, decision I'm like I just had to stand there and stand there normally by the time I get down to the copier it's printed so yeah or scanning it back in having to scan something out was yep. just oh it's nightmarish yeah. but if that's the worst problem we have in I know it's not so bad I know. Um, the other thing I was interested in hearing from you is is how, your observations of how parties are doing. Any uh, 
quirky, strange, funny stories that you've uh, experienced? Well, I've talked to people from all sorts of interesting locations because I do a lot of mediations and early neutral evaluations. So I've talked to a lot of people in co- people in cars and trucks because we send out things saying you have to be sure your kids can't hear or anyone else can't hear. So a lot of cars, a lot of trucks. Talk to a lot of people in garages. Um, talk to one lady from her walk-in bedroom closet for several hours. So not only could I talk to her, okay. but I saw the whole wardrobe. <laughs> she just said it was the only place she couldn't, uh, you know, could be insured privacy. So I haven't talked to anyone from their bathroom yet, and I'm grateful for that. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I could see someone on a treadmill or out, out you know, walking because uh, some people are pacers. and so I suppose. But I have um, not had that. One of the things I have noticed is, you know, when we're in the real world, so to speak, and we're all around a big conference table or something, oftentimes parties get a little animated or amped up about something. And it's often when the other party's talking. Sure. And, you know, they disagree. So their hands start flailing and they start, you know, shaking their head and doing this. And in the real world, you know, good lawyers kind of give their client a big kick under the table. Say, you know, stop that. Control yourself. Because how people are able to, you know, control themselves or not can, you know, certainly tell us all something. On Zoom, that is not working as well. And I think it's hard for um, lawyers to give their clients that good kick that they may need every once and again. So I'll see parties, you know, you can, even if I have them muted, um, can see them kind of gesturing wildly and flipping off the other person and stomping around and all that stuff. And it sometimes it can kind of tell us a little something, something, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, had, I had a client, um, there's something called the good neighbor thing at some, some hotels and she rented a room for 50 bucks for the, the day and okay. could just use it as her office. Cause she was not allowed to go to her work office and she wanted to be out of the home. Um, oh. so, um, yeah, it was the Bloomington something and she was familiar <laughs> with it cause she's, you know, someone who has a lot travels a lot and has a lot of yeah air miles and stuff. And so she got a. A little thing. So, yeah, so it was kind of actually really a good idea. Her mom was watching the kids, and the kids were away from all the drama. And um, That's good. So that was, yeah. that. That's a really creative way of solving it, actually. I kind of like that idea. Yeah. Well, you know, and the hotels aren't having any bookings, so for to get 50 yeah. bucks... Um, you know, it's something, and I think you can probably get the Sheraton for sixty-five. Say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so yeah, I'm just thinking air miles, all my air miles. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what, what, any uh, other um, insights, thoughts you have to share with well, the audience? I, you know, I, we're all going to get through this mm-hmm. as a as a. As a legal community, we're always all in this together. You know, we've been hearing all in this together for, you know, two months now on every commercial on TV and every newscast. But as a family law community, we're always all in this together. We always have hard days and hard challenges, and we all always need to be there for each other and try to do what we can to make hard cases easier as we work together. Because these relationships we have with each other, they're going on for our entire careers. I mean, you and I have been friends for yep. gotta be 20 some years. Yep. I have friends I've known for 30 years and we just all kind of need to help check in with each other and take care of each other as we 
muddle our way through this and learn new ways of doing things. Um, it's my, as a lawyer, it's my fourth recession, I think, assuming we're in a recession. I'm never quite sure. But in 30 years, I've had probably four recessions. I don't know if the first one counts because I was so young and broke at the time. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. um, but apparently everyone else was broke at that point, too. But, you know, we've all been through these downtimes and these uptimes and learning how those cycles flow and things we can do to help save our practices and help our clients and move through them. Sharing that information is just going to help everyone. So I think lots of sharing of information and just being reasonably good, kind, and decent to each other is what we really need to do. And we'll, we're all in this together, and we'll all get through it together, to use every platitude we've heard in the last <laughs> yep. few months. Well, I do really appreciate your time, Dana. You always uh, have some interesting insight and fun stories. So, My uh, great pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be out. Seriously, I'm so glad you're doing this. Thanks. We didn't get a chance to talk about it, but Dana does kind of a fun uh, weekly or so newsletter. As I recall, it started out as just a brief case update. Um, she often presents at the Family Law Institute uh, in the case update program, and maybe it was her way of uh, just kind of getting ahead of the curve. Um, it became a little bit more than that when she added uh, little personal tidbits, and um, now it includes a wide range of things, court information, uh, birthday, anniversary, hiring, firing, not firing, announcements, um, any kind of opportunities in the family law realm, people send them in to Dana, and she blasts them out in her newsletter. So if you are not signed up for it, uh, please consider uh, reaching out to her and getting on the list. I am, for some strange reason, blocked. Uh, we have a, some communication issue. My email was hijacked perhaps 10 years ago and uh, has never been willing to communicate with uh, Dana's uh, service that blasts out her newsletter. That newsletter is actually uh, somewhat important. I've been on more than a few court committees of late where the question arises, how do we get information out to the family law bar or the family law community in general? And of course, there's the bar's family law email list, the AFCC list, the AML list, the family law league, and last but not least, Dana's newsletter. So have a great holiday weekend. The weather does not look perfect, but there'll be, there'll be spots of pleasantness, I assume. Uh, this is the first legal holiday since this all began, and of course, let's not forget the reason for the holiday. Tomorrow, I'll be talking with Dr. Karen Irvin about what she is seeing from custody evaluations to therapy to ADR and PC work. Karen is always a font of information and a fun person to talk to. She'll be speaking from her new home in Arizona. Once again, we have come to the end of an episode. So to my family law colleagues, I say thanks for listening, and I look forward to continuing these discussions. Now take care of yourself and your family so you can take care of your clients and your business. 